Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) You ain't first. You're last. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotor Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard here on Running Hot. Last weekend's race was won once again, back-to-back by Chris Busher after he held off a hard-charging Martin Truex Jr., who probably had the best and the fastest car. Uh, So Martin Truex Jr. taking second place. Truex's teammate, Denny Hamlin, rounds out the podium. Thought Michigan was a very fun race, but it certainly was hard to pass for the lead. But other than that, you could make some passes through the field. I mean, we saw Truex charge through the field. We saw Denny make a bunch of passes through the field. Thought it was a really good race. What did you think, Stevie? I thought it was an awesome race Um, overall. I mean, it was... Like you said, there was plenty of passing um, throughout the field. And when fast cars got to the lead, they could pass. I mean, Trix, um, you know, made a run there on Busher, got loose on the inside of him. Didn't get back to him uh, before the checkered flag. But, um, I mean, we saw was it Bell racing for the lead, and he, he had an issue. I mean, you, you could pass. It just was a really hard pass. Um, so, we saw... Truex, when he had a chance to pass people, he he was just passing people. It was it was it was wild how good that car was. Um, shocked that he didn't win the race. Reddick had a chance to win the race. He actually beat Busher off of pit road in that final green flag pit stops, and they didn't get the right rear tire all the way secure, and it came off and cost him the race. Um, who knows if he would have won? Busher was really good. Um, you know, Denny talked about Busher on like his mid-race podcast because of the how the race kind of played out for monday yeah uh, but he talked about busher having a really good car and that car just got better and better and better and just kind of speaks to where roush fenway keselowski racing is right now um they're they're doing a great job and 
I mean, maybe they're even better than Stuart Haas right now. Yeah, they they could be better than Stuart Haas. Heck, they could be better than Hendrick Motorsports right now with the way <laughs> HMS has been running. It's been a struggle for that four-car, typically dominant team uh, as of late. So we'll get more into that uh, with our indie preview. So let's do that. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is the host of this weekend's race affectionately known as the brickyard for that yard of bricks that drivers cross when they cross the start finish line. Uh, Indy, another road course. It's uh, it's flat other than, you know, the one turn uh, where it has banking where they're kind of going through Indy ovals turn one backward. There's banking there. But other than that, it is a flat road course it's relatively recently paved uh so not like sonoma where we're gonna have tires chewed up and, and a lot of elevation change it's gonna be flat it's gonna be very little tire wear i mean we saw blaney almost make a, a two or a no tire stop or whatever it was work last year uh so i think this is gonna be you know one of those races where we could see some interesting strategies come into play so stevie what are you expecting from indie road course First off, it's like my least favorite road course that we go to. Um, I do think that them moving the restart zone potentially helps. Um, I mean, just how this race is set up, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But um, I mean, what to expect from Indy is expect the unexpected. I feel like is the best way to you know talk about it the last two years. I mean, yeah, Tyler Reddick probably had the best car here last year and he won the race, but it wasn't. Um, without a lot of chaos that happened at the end of that race. And even, you know, going back to 2021 with the old car, the race was wild. Um, AJ Allmendinger won that race. Um, I mean, it could have easily been Denny. It could have easily been Briscoe. The the restarts are wild at Indy. So I think you expect a lot of chaos at the restarts. I think no stage breaks really helps a road course like Indy uh, because less restarts, I think, for this road course is actually better. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, wild racing, wild racing, a lot of bumping, um, a lot of banging SVG is going to get his real first taste of like NASCAR road course racing this week. Yeah, he, he certainly will. And, you know, you mentioned no stage cautions. Um, there's still obviously stages, no stage cautions, but that said, we've still had overtime finishes in two <laughs> of the three road course races this year. The only one that didn't was Sonoma, but even in the, the rain shortened, uh, not, it wasn't shortened because of rain, but the rain caused NASCAR to shorten the Chicago street course race to 75 laps. They still had an overtime there and ended up going 78 laps. Uh, so, you know, even without the stage cautions, we've had a couple overtime finishes here. I'm very curious about this restart zone. They moved it prior to the last turn, which will give them the full, like you know coming through that last turn uh and then the full straightaway before they get into turn one to hopefully separate the field a little bit so it should reduce the chaos that said uh you could still get a bunch of guys drafting you know if we're doing two wide restarts down a long straightaway you can still get three four i mean look at how pocono turns out right you get three four five wide on a long straightaway we could still see a lot of chaos into turn one there's even been talk of if they can't do these double file restarts of going to single file restarts, uh, I've seen some some mention of that. So that would really reduce the chaos. But that's kind of a last resort, what I've seen from NASCAR. So, um, you know, aside from the restarts, aside from expect the unexpected, uh, how are we handicapping this race, Stevie? Because it's for me, it's been a, a pretty tough one to handicap because there's so much going on here. I think, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is one of those weeks where you're like, man, there's a couple things that I really like, and then there's a couple things I'm kind of on the fence with. Um, practice, 
doesn't really help as much um, this week as it does most weeks because, like you said, there's no fall off here. You know, this is a road course without fall off, so it's not about managing your stuff. Um, it's really a road course where you kind of just want to avoid damage and and you know chaos in that first couple corners. And once you get free, I mean, fast cars are going to be fast. So I feel like from our perspective, we just need to try to pinpoint the fast cars. Um, who's been fast on road courses? Um, like you mentioned, this is not a road course like Sonoma where the tires wear and you really have to kind of manage your stuff. So maybe looking more at Coda, maybe looking at Chicago a little bit more. Um, I'm honestly, I'm comparing it the most to Coda um, when I'm looking at the data, but it's, it's one of those races where it, it's really hard to handicap. And it's one of those weeks where I feel like, we should preach bankroll management. Um, this is one of those weeks where if you don't love anything, you don't have to, you could take a week off. Um, there's a couple of things that I really like that I've already bet for this week. So, I, I mean, there's, there's going to be some value. We're going to talk about that when we talk about our picks, but just kind of pinpointing where the speed is going to come from is my, my best, you know, thought process on coming into the week. Yeah, I agree with that. Bankroll management is huge. And if, you, uh, if you've if you been tracking me in the Action app or following in the Action Network Discord, you'll know my strategy this week has been just take a few small shots on some really long odds things because chaos does happen at these road course races. And, and so most of my early bets have been banking on potentially some chaos. Now, to fill out that strategy, I am going to be, um, you know, taking some bets and you'll hear them here on Running Hot. Uh, on some shorter odds plays, but th there'll be ones that are, you know, a little more confident, uh, a little more handicapped and really on speed, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, that way, you know, we're, we're fine with managing our bankroll. We're not dumping a bunch of stuff on, you know, a bunch of outrights, just a few small sprinkles here and there, and then really trying to nail down some shorter odds plays here to to kind of protect ourselves uh, in case there isn't chaos. So uh, that's kind of my strategy this week. So let's talk about it. It is time to dive into some bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We'll go through four of the turns, one pick from each of us, Stevie and myself per turn before we drive into victory lane. So Time to take the green flag in the new restart zone uh, and dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us as we head off into turn one? I'm going to take the rookie. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it just um, it, it makes me laugh when I call um, Kobayashi a rookie because, I mean, he's been, what? I mean, he was an F1 in his early 20s. He's been racing um, I mean, since he was in his teens and it's funny, you know, we get a 30 year old rookie, but he's plus plus one ninety at bed MGM for a top 10. And I, I really like it. You know, this is going to be a car that should have a lot of speed. He's making his cup debut, but he's very talented, very talented, um, on road courses, street courses, however you want to put it. Um, he's very fast on this type of racetrack. He's in good equipment. This is a third 2311 car. This is going to be a full out built 2311 car racing for a win. Um, Denny has talked about the Toyotas being set up so close to Tyler Reddick's car. We've seen a lot more success from the Toyotas this season on road courses with Tyler Reddick coming over. Tyler Reddick's done a huge thing for Toyota. I assume this Kobayashi car will be very closely set up to Tyler Reddick's car. And I mean, I think he's going to have the upside to win. I'm taking the top 10 early until I can kind of see practice and make sure the raw speed is there how he's going to kind of adjust to being in this race car. 
But I mean, from what F- S- SVG and some other guys have said, this is one of the easier NASCAR cars to come over and kind of get acquainted with. So um, I like Kobayashi top 10 plus 190. Yeah, I love that bet actually. Um, I took Kobayashi to win outright when he was 100 to 1 earlier. <laughs> I hope you hit it. I want to see it. He's <laughs> gotten absolutely smashed in that market. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, on our Action Network Bet Center, and Kobayashi has moved down towards uh, 30 to 1 at a lot of places. I think the longest you can find him is 40 to 1 right now. So that is absolutely getting smashed. I think there was a lot of rumors, not rumors, but facts yesterday that, you know, he had a really good sim session, uh, really good in testing, and, you know, was putting lap times that were equivalent to like front row starting spots from last year's Indy GP uh, down in the sims. So I think it's, uh, you know, just one of those things where he gained steam based off that. I mean, comments from Denny Hamlin, comments from Tyler Reddick, comments from Dale Earnhardt Jr. So it's not like it's random people talking. Uh, a lot of people are very excited about Kamui Kobayashi. So I love it. I, I like his top 10 bet here for you. And um, well, I wouldn't necessarily bet him at maybe 30 or 40 to one. I did like my 100 to one that I got. But for my turn one pick, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick plus 105 over Martin Truex Jr., For me, this just seems to be, like you said, this is much more similar to Coda and who absolutely dominated at Coda. It was Tyler Reddick. It wasn't Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. seems to dominate at Sonoma. He's pretty good at Watkins Glen, those really long established road courses, but uh, he hasn't outside of a Chicago street course. He hasn't really been super dominant uh, at, at, you know, Circuit of the Americas, Indy Road Course, let's say. Uh, so th- those kinds of tracks haven't, those kinds of road courses have been, haven't been quite as good for Truex, whereas they've been really good for Tyler Reddick. You remember Reddick earlier this year, like I said, dominated at Coda. He dominated this race last year. He led a portion in 2021 of this race. Now, some of that was on strategy, and that was when he was with uh, RCR in the older car. But Tyler Reddick, very good at this track, very good at Coda. So I give him the edge over Martin Truex Jr. It's pretty close between these two, but I actually make Tyler Reddick a slight favorite here. So I'll take some plus money on this one. Yeah, Tyler Reddick rate, grades out as the best play um, on my model. He grades out as the the biggest favorite. You, you're paying for it in the sports books. So the fact that like Reddick is like first and like Truex is like ninth for me. So I think there's a lot of value in this head-to-head. Um, you mentioned it. Truex, really good at Sonoma. I mean, that's been for years. But when we get to these road courses that don't have a lot of tire wear, Tyler Reddick has been the best in this new car, and it's not even close. Uh, so I like this. I, I mean, if you want an outright with really low odds, I feel like Tyler Reddick's the favorite. You can get it at plus 550. I think he's the favorite to win the poll. Um, so, I mean, that 550 might be the best you get it at, but I, I like Tyler Reddick at plus money um, in a head-to-head against anybody, anybody, not even just Truex. Yeah, I agree with that. So Tyler Reddick plus 105 is my turn one pick. So now we got to go into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, what do you have for us here in turn two? I'm going to go to Michael McDowell, top 10 plus 105. There are There's a little bit of value on some top 10s. Um, I mean, there's just not a ton of value this week from what I'm looking at, and you and I talked about it. Um, really good decision i think by front row motorsports locking in mcdowell and gillen for next year i think that's a really smart move gillen has made huge strides mcdowell has been really good this year again um in this equipment so i think that was a good move but yeah mcdowell 
He ranks third in speed on road courses this season. He's finished 12th, 7th, and 7th in the three road courses. McDowell's top 10 in four of six road courses last year, including an eighth place finish here at Indy Road Course. So I think getting his top 10 at plus money is nice value here early in the week. And he's always someone that seems to be on the right side of strategy. They're in a position where they need a good running after kind of struggling last week and getting back behind in the points. Uh, So I think McDowell is someone that, they don't necessarily need to go into win mode yet, like maybe Bowman and Elliott. So I think he's going to have a really smart run race where he's competing for a top five, top 10 kind of race. Yeah, exactly. And and McDowell, he's been just doing this at these road courses for two years now. Pretty much every race in the next gen car, he's sitting there in the top 10, well inside the top 10, or at worst on the cusp of the top 10. So uh, I'm right there with you. I think Michael McDowell, he's going to have a good clean race uh for him you know he he needs to have a clean race and so that that makes that safer top 10 pick a nice play for my turn to pick i'm gonna go with daniel suarez plus 130 over denny hamlin i was shocked by by this you know you gotta you gotta shop around uh because both of these guys are 20 to 1 to win at BetMGM. but if you shop around you can find daniel suarez plus 130 over Denny Hamlin. And to me, these two are pretty close. Um, Daniel Suarez is really good at road courses. I don't know if he's going to get the, the air quote, magical track house chassis uh, that, you know, SVG won in that Suarez won in last year, but uh, at the same time, he's good at these road courses and Denny Hamlin, while he is good at the road courses, it's a similar thing with Martin Truex Jr. Hamlin tends to pop more at the Sonoma at the Watkins Glen type tracks. Uh, and he hasn't really been super stellar at Circuit of the Americas. Now, he did almost win, uh, you know, Indy Road Course the first year here. Um, but that, again, different car. And last year, he wasn't quite nearly as good. Now, obviously, Toyota as a whole was off, but he wasn't anywhere near his teammate Christopher Bell, for example, who had a very strong Indy Road Course race last year. So I have Suarez and Hamlin pretty close, and I actually have a little bit of an edge to Suarez in this. So getting plus 130, a lot of uh, plus money juice here, I really like. Yeah, I mean, I have it really close. If you look at last season, it it wouldn't even be that close. Um, Suarez way better. If we add in like the numbers of this year and kind of how Toyota has gotten better, I have it really close. So I don't mind on like coin flip bets to get it at, you know, plus money. Um, So getting it at plus 130 and I feel like it's a coin flip. I mean, that's value when we're looking at road course racing. You know, honestly, like most like most head to heads that have plus money on road courses is valued just because of how exactly the, the chaos happens and the variance happens. So like, I, mm. I'm not going to like down really hardly any head to head that is close getting plus money. Yeah, exactly. And especially getting 30 cents extra on a, a coin flip seems to be yeah. really, really nice for me. So that is turn two. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Got two more turns to go, so let's dive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, time for turn three. What are you taking here? I'm going to get a little saucy. This is my favorite bet of the week. Um, Ooh, I love it. Favorite bet of the week. Chris Buescher over Martin Truex Jr., plus 190 at BetMGM. I saw this. I couldn't have jumped on it any faster. This is my favorite bet. Buescher ranks fourth in speed on road courses. Truex is 10th. I already talked about it. Buescher has finished top 10 in all three road courses this season with an average finish of 7.3. Truex won at Sonoma. We keep talking about how good he is there. He finished 17th and 32nd in the other two road courses. He had a nightmare at the Chicago road course. He was faster than the 32nd place finish, but it was a nightmare. Um, did not do well. Busher beat Truex five of six road courses last year and two of three this year. We're getting this at plus 190 for a guy that has won, what, five, seven of the nine road courses with the new car at plus 190. And a guy that has the most momentum in NASCAR right now coming off of back-to-back wins, who he just beat last week. In just a great, clean speed battle, um, Busher beat Truex last week. I love this. This is my favorite bet of the week. Busher over Truex, plus 190 at BetMGM. I'm, I'm, dude, I love it. I'm in. I'm betting this too. 100% I am taking this bet. I love it. Great find there, Stevie. I got nothing to add. You're you're 100% right. Uh, you know, Chris Busher has finished top 10 in every single road course race in the next-gen car, except the very first one, which was Coda last year. So I love it. Um, re- really nice find. Truex plus 190. Oh, sorry, Busher over Truex plus 190. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it almost should be the other way around. Uh, so Busher over Truex plus 190. Bet on GM. Bet of the week from 
Stephen Young. For my turn, three pick. I'm sticking with the head-to-head matchups. Like I said, I you know I'm padding all my longer shot bets with some safer ones. I'm going to take another coin flip for me. I'm going to take Kyle Larson plus 115 over Chase Elliott. These two are very, very close um, in in road course races. I mean, we saw last year Larson and Elliott at Watkins Glen uh, make contact on a late restart. Uh, Larson won that race. Larson finished third at Road America to Elliott's second. Like that, they're really close at these road courses. And so again, we're getting what's essentially a coin flip. You know, maybe a small favorite for Chase Elliott, but not even necessarily given the way Chase Elliott has not been running very well this year compared to his team. Kyle Larson at all the other tracks, uh, especially recently. So, you know, again, just another spot where we're pretty close to a coin flip. You mentioned it. You can almost take any matchup at plus money. Uh, and that's what we're getting here. We're getting plus 115. We're getting 15 extra cents here on something that's very close to a coin flip. Uh, Chase Elliott. You know, he and Larson were really close at Sonoma on speed. Uh, I think Larson was one place ahead of Chase Elliott on green flag speed, but Larson also had worse track position at Sonoma. So that's why Chase Elliott won that matchup. Larson, remember, qualified mid-teens and just wasn't able to work his way forward. Also made a mistake in that race. Uh, but uh, then Chicago street course, Larson was actually faster than Elliott in terms of speed. Now Elliott got the finish based off of strategy, but... I like Kyle Larson in this because I think it's just much closer than plus 115. I have this one really close to, um, I do have Elliot ranking over Larson as far as speed yep. is concerned, but I think like sometimes we, we talk so much about the numbers. We, we don't put in perspective of like chase Elliott is going to be pushing very hard for a win over the next two weeks. Does he push too hard? Does he have an issue because he's pushing too hard? I mean, Larson wants to win. He needs the playoff points. He's not going to win the regular season championship. It's way too far out of his grasp at this point. So I think like the non-statistic brain part is, does Elliot push too much in, in a, in a race where, I mean, Elliot's outside. He's not, okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to go out on the record and say, he's not getting in on points. Uh, he's too far back no. now. I think he would have to win every single stage and not win a race and get really lucky that way. And it just doesn't seem viable for him to get in on points so he has to win i think that's going to be in the back of his head um i mean if you're if you're in that situation you're like man i missed the i missed because i had an accident um snowboarding and i have the pressure to go win a race now and i feel like he's just going to put a lot of weight on his shoulders and um i i think again a head-to-head if you're getting plus money with two cars that are very similar in speed you you take it and i think there's value in taking um larson over Elliott. Plus, it it, it kind of rolls in line with your fate, Elliot year. It doesn't hit, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't the reason. It just happened to work uh, out that way. It did. I mean, his speed is, I mean, I, under three and a half wins. I don't want to, like, spoil it, but, man, it looks good. It, it, it certainly does look good. And uh, Hendrick Motorsports has been struggling as a whole. Uh, even Kyle Larson hasn't been super dominant, but Elliot, uh, you know, struggling even more than Larson as of recent weeks. So that's another reason why I like this one. So, that was turn three. We got one more turn before we complete the rest of the lap and go into victory lane. That would be turn four. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, turn four, Stephen Young. What do you got for us? I'm going to go to a road course racer that I just I believe in the talent, um, and that's Austin Sendrick, top 10, plus 115. He struggled at Sonoma, and I mean – 
when you're not set up right at Sonoma and the tire wear at Sonoma, I mean, you're, you're going to struggle. And we've seen this before with Cindric where he struggled on some of the traditional and high tire wear road course races. He's been fast at Coda. He's been fast at these types of racetracks. And I just, I have a feeling that we're going to see a good week from Cindric. He was really good here last year. He contended to have a chance to win that race. I don't know if he had like race winning speed, but he qualified second. He went down and put up really good laps in qualifying, qualified second, had plenty of speed. Ford's speed is there. Penske's speed is better. So, I mean, when we're just looking at Coda in Chicago, really good. He hasn't had the same road coursing that he had last year, but he was eighth in speed on road courses last year, 9.3 average finish, third best. He also has four top um, 10 finishes in six road course races last year. So I'm going to kind of put Sonoma in the back of my mind for Cindric and take the plus money for him as a top 10 pick this week. Yeah, I like that. It's the same thing where, you know, we're putting less emphasis on Sonoma, more emphasis on Coda, on maybe something like a Road America or an Indy Road course. And that's where Cindric has really, um, you know, shined over the past two years this year and last year in terms of the road courses so again it's that kind of road course where i think uh Cindric will perform a lot better so right there with you i think he's a very good candidate for a top 10 finish this race should come back to him man there's <laughs> stevie there's so many good cars this week it's like something that would have been a good bet at even money now has to become a good bet at plus 115, right? Uh, you know, like I would have taken Austin Cindric even money before we had SVG, before we had Kobayashi, before we had Brody Kostecki in the race. Um, Jensen Button, uh, you know, has getting support there from Stuart Haas Racing in that Rick Ware car. So we got a lot of extra good drivers here that makes it a little bit tougher to get inside that top 10, but uh, plus 115, good enough here for Austin Cindric. For my turn four pick, I'm going with the top 10 bet like you, but I'm going way out there, Stevie. Uh, I took this early midweek, can still find it 12 to 1. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 12 to 1 for a top 10 finish. This is not a bet based off of speed. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is not going to be a top 10 car on speed. Uh, but he was 13th in practice at Coda. He qualified 18th at Coda. So he was in the mid-teens pretty much that whole race in speed. And with a little bit of chaos, he was able to pull off a seventh place finish at Circuit of the Americas. If we look at Indy Road Course, the two chaos races, he finished 11th and 13th for an average finish of 12. And we're getting 12 to 1 for a top 10 on a guy that has had a top 10 this year on a road course, has an average finish of 12 at this particular road course, and over the past year, has finished 19th or better in every single road course race except the Chicago street course race. So when I say the past year, I mean going back to Indy road course last year. So the last full season of road course races, not going into the beginning half of last year, but the last seven, only one he hasn't finished in the top 10 is uh, Chicago street course race. And, you know, there was rain and, and some weird stuff there. So Ricky, uh, I didn't say I said top 10, I meant top 19, but uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 12 to 1 is just far too long for a top 10. This is one of those chaos bets, but it's just too long. It's a funsy bet. Um, I, I saw you write this on the sheet and I was like, man, I cannot wait to hear uh, why he likes this one. <laughs> so, um, listen, I don't mind anything at, at 12 to 1 for a top 10. Um, it's a field of what, 38 cars, 39 cars. So, um, you know, playing the odds is all you're kind of doing here. And, you know, if it is chaos, like Indy has been both races that we've had here, um, turn one is chaos. We saw 
last year Kyle Larson's brakes just explode and him just destroy him and, mm-hmm. and Ty Dillon's car. Like there's so much that can happen at Indy outside of tire wear. Um, so I mean, um, I don't expect it to be a clean race uh, by any means. So I, I don't mind getting a, a long odds top ten um, here at twelve to one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he was mid-teens in speed at Coda, just straight yeah. up. He was he was good at Coda. Um, and if you're in that range, if you're in that ballpark, twelve to one is just far too long for a top ten. So, those returns one through four, we're gonna complete the rest of the lap and cross the yard of bricks and drive into victory lane. So, Stevie, lead us into victory lane. What are we taking? We're going to go to our one outright that you and I both show a little bit of value. It's not huge value, um, but it's Christopher Bell, 14 to one. Mike Bell a lot. He's someone that has a ton of speed on road courses. He just can't put the finishes together. Um, You know, you look back to last year at this race in particular, um, they went very long on tires, had a tire issue, still ended up finishing 12th in that race, even with the, car being somewhat destroyed from that but had one of the best driver ratings he was one of the fastest cars here last year he's so fast on road courses nick we just need him to put together a whole race like just put together a whole race and he has been someone that has been ultra tilting just in general this season Mm -hmm. when it comes to pit road and the speed he's one of the best cars in the garage and one of the best drivers in the garage and they just can't put a full race together but I'm going to keep saying, you know, I'm going to keep believing that he's going to get one of these races all the way put together and we're going to see him win a race. And thinking back to like Daytona road course a couple of years ago, we we bet him at 60 to one and hit it. Um, he's good on road courses. He's fast. Toyota's faster. Um, I like Bell and I show a little bit of value at 14 to one. Yeah. You mentioned this race last year and that, that's the reason when odds open this week, the first thing I did was look and say, man, I want Christopher Bell. He actually opened 16 to one, and I was waiting for my model to run. And when it finished running, I was showing value at 16 to one, went to bet it, he had moved to 12. So I was like, ah, and now he's slipped to 14. So full disclosure, I have not bet him at 14 to one because he has slipped from 12 to 14. I'm fingers crossing that he slips back to 16 at some point. So that's my strategy is get him at 16 where I really show enough value there because I do have thin value at 14 to one. Uh, But I love Christopher Bell this week. He had last year at this track, the single best performance by far of all the Toyota drivers at a road course on speed. He was a top five car on speed. Remember Toyota was terrible last year on the road courses. He was a top five car on speed. You mentioned that tire issue still ended up coming home uh, 12th. I think it was after getting into the wall with the tire issue, but this was the standout race for Toyota last year on speed. Yes. He won the Roval last year, but that was a strategy play. He was around a ninth, 10th place car. They put on four tires uh, at a late caution and he drove through the field to to win that race there. Uh, But that was a very much a strategy, fresh tires play. But this is the track where he was really good. He was good at Coda earlier this year. He led 37 laps at the Chicago Street Course. So we know Christopher Bell is good at these tracks. We know he's got a fast car. I mean, he's sitting fourth in the point standings right now. So uh, I love this play if it's 16, but at 14, I'm willing to wait. But uh, I do actually have value on it in my model. So Christopher Bell, 14-1 to is our victory lane play. 
for this week's Verizon 200 at the Brickyard. And that will do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard episode of Running Hot, Action Network's motorsports betting podcast. We'll be back this time next week to talk about bets for the Go Bowling at the Glen at Watkins Glen. So one more road course race right after this one should be another interesting one where we talk about strategy and maybe some potential chaos. We did have a a wild finish last year at the Glen. On behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.